Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake. Hey, Emily. Hey, what? Do you know what has been my favorite part about actually doing this podcast? What? Is going back through all of our gorgeous wedding photos and being able to use those for our Instagram posts and everything. Yes, I totally agree. Wedding photos are so important and they're the one thing you have to hold on to and remember your wedding by. Yes, that's why it's so important to splurge on this part of your wedding budget. Yes. So today we'll be talking all about photography, how important it is, and how to find the right photographer and get everything you need. And a side note on this, we're not including videography in today's episode, so we'll do another episode on that later. So today we're just talking about photography. So we like to start out most of our episodes by talking about all the different options there are out there for the topic. But today... For photography, it's pretty specific. You need to get a photographer. The other sort of side options are maybe you have a family friend or someone else like that who might be able to do it. Um, but we highly recommend getting a photographer. Highly, highly. Yeah, again, this is something that you're going to look back on. One of the only things that after the day that you have left to remember the day by. And so you really want high quality photos to look back on. I mean, you might have a family friend who is a photographer, but just make sure it's someone you really trust, that you really like their work and the outcome of their photos before you consider them as an option. You only have one chance to get this right. It's not like our podcast where you can go back and edit and (laughs) retape an episode. Not that we do that. Nah. But you have one day and you want to remember it and have the best photos possible. Yeah. So once you are ready to look for a photographer, there are... A lot of options out there and (laughs) you need to figure out what you want, who's going to suit your style and kind of mesh with your personality too because you have to spend a whole day with them. Mm -hmm. So in my example, the style that I was looking for to fit with my classic, clean, beautiful wedding was a very light and airy style. I really liked photos that had a brightness, lightness just like that kind of like dreamy look to them. So that's what I was looking for when I looked through portfolios of different photographers. Yeah, and for mine, I didn't even really know what, like I didn't have that like light and airy Mm -hmm. feel, but there was just a look that you get. So you just kind of look through the photographer's websites or photos and just see ones that you like. Yeah, so I didn't have a specific photo style in Mm -hmm. mind exactly but I just saw ones I'm like I like their style I didn't actually have a name to put on it but right I just knew if I liked it or didn't like it that's a good point maybe you can't pinpoint your style but you know it when you see it exactly 
Also, one thing that I was really specific about in my photographer is I did some research first. I didn't know this going into it, but I figured out that I wanted a husband and wife team. And only because I thought it would be cool if the wife would come with the bride and be with me all day. And then the husband could go with Ethan, my groom, and be with him and maybe make him feel more comfortable like hanging out with the guys because he's not always the best in front of a camera. <laughs> so I thought that would be fun. Plus having just two photographers in general would get more pictures out of it and just be in more places at once to get more photos. So that's something to consider. Even if it's not a husband and wife team specifically, but just having two photographers mm -hmm. or multiple photographers instead of just one there. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. They think I'll pick my photographer, but you might need to pick your photographer team. Yep. Another important thing to look for is timeliness. And what I mean by this is the turnaround on getting your photos back. This is something that's super important when you're discussing it with photographers. Wedding photos can take a really long time to be edited and come back to you. And that might be totally fine for some people. I have about zero patience if I haven't mentioned that before. <laughs> so it's really important to me to have a photographer who would turn those photos around quickly. Yeah, and something else that's important is just to be in contact with some photographers. Email them, call them, just get a feel for their personality and if you mesh with them. Because there are some people that maybe you just don't really mesh well with them and you really do have to photographers you spend a lot of time with them on your day getting ready with them they're there next to you all day because they're taking your photo mm -hmm. and you have to feel comfortable with them too because you're in front of their camera yes. and a lot of people aren't super comfortable in front of a camera and you want someone that's going to make you feel comfortable in all of your photos yes so I know for my photographer, I emailed with them and they told me to like, tell me about myself. And we had this whole crazy conversation over email and found out we had so much in common and <laughs> I loved them and it was so great. And I felt so great about them just over like a couple emails. So you want to find someone that you really feel good about. Mm -hmm. I felt like on the day of my photographer was like my therapist. Yeah. Like, I was having freakouts. It was raining on me and she was totally taking care of everything and making sure that everybody was calm. So you really do want that good personality that works for your wedding. Another thing to look at is what the photographers offer, like how long and what's all included in the packages. And we'll dig some more into that later in the episode. So I mentioned it at the beginning how a photographer is something you probably want to splurge on because it's really, really important. And so we looked up some of the average costs for photography at weddings. And in the US, the average is about $2,500, which is a pretty hefty chunk of money. Yeah. But of course, again, there's always a whole range. So we've seen a range from about $1,500 to about $6,000 is pretty typical to pay for your photographer. And that doesn't include any photos. So that's Good thing you mentioned, like printed photos. Yes. Yeah. Yep. On the note of splurging, one thing I like is on photographers' websites, a lot of times by the pricing, they will say the investment. And I think that's so true. This literally is an investment that you are going to cherish for your whole life. Yeah. And so what those packages typically include, obviously this varies by photographer, but a typical package includes anywhere from six to 10 hours with your photographer. And we're gonna get into that in a little bit, with the timing, one to two photographers, the digital proofs of your photos with them already being touched up, mm -hmm. and then the rights to reprint your photos. And then you go and print them yourself. 
And as a refresher from our budget episode, we mentioned that photography should be about 12% of your budget, but this also included videography, so keep that in mind. Yeah, and then also a lot of photographers include some extras, so that can be an engagement photo shoot might be included in the package. Mm -hmm. Also, they might include like a guest book where they take some of your engagement photos and print them out bring mm-hmm. that with them or they might also include a printed photo album at the end or a few free prints or something like that so mm-hmm. it always varies but see what's included in that package price mm-hmm. I know for me my photographers the engagement shoot was included in if you bought like over eight hours of photo time then an engagement shoot was included nice so like Emily mentioned with the timing of photographers I think it's really important to know that photographers aren't necessarily there for 100% of the wedding day. So you want to think about the timing of when they're going to show up because you'll probably want them to get detail photos. Of course, we love detail photos and think this is really important. And then usually they'll do photos of you, your bridesmaids, the groomsmen getting ready. But if you want them there for all of the getting ready shots, which we love, then they're probably not going to be there all the way till the very end because that is a hugely long, expensive day. (laughs) I mean, just like to think about it, I mean, maybe you arrive on site at 2 p.m. and your wedding doesn't get out until 11 p.m. So that's a full nine hours there. And you might be getting ready way, way earlier than that too. So Yeah. And then usually at the end of your wedding too, it's basically like two to three hours of just of dancing and people kind of hanging out and your photographer doesn't really need to be just hanging out for that part you need a solid two hours of photos of just people dancing around so usually you have your photographer show up towards the end of your getting ready Mm -hmm. so that she can get some shots of your hair and makeup your detail photos that we're we'll give you some details on in a minute putting on your dress Mm -hmm. those sorts of things and then all of the really important stuff in the middle, of course, ceremony, reception, and then usually they can leave right after all those important things are done, like the first dance, the cake mm-hmm. cutting, the toasts, and then get a few shots of people dancing in the party, but you don't need to stay for two to three hours of dancing. Mm-hmm. On the getting ready note, I think it's a good secret to know that they do show up towards the end of that, like Emily said, and maybe you stage a couple photos of putting on some lip gloss or pretending to put in an earring to get all those shots, but they don't need to be there from the time you start getting your hair done because that's a long process. Right. And then as far as the end of the wedding, like Emily mentioned, you might not need the photographer there. If you are going to do some sort of huge grand exit though, that's something to think about. Like maybe you're doing a sparkler grand exit and that's a really important photo to you. Just make sure you think about that when you're booking your photographer and thinking about the time because maybe in that case you do need a few extra hours. Or maybe you can have a friend take a photo, you know, have them cover that one part. But yeah, think about all those things. For the detail shots, Brian and I really love detail photos, so <laughs> we thought that was important to talk about. Your photographer will obviously kind of remind you of what they like to include, but like your dress and your shoes and your jewelry, which includes the bride's ring and the groom's ring, mm-hmm. and necklace or earrings or anything that you're wearing special, garter, mm-hmm. your veil, your bouquet, the groom's boutonniere if he has one. Even things like your invitation and other things like that you might include. Yeah, and then like flowers, your centerpieces, they can go take pictures of the cake beforehand if it's set up. 
I like that you noted the invitation because that's not something I remembered to bring to my wedding and I would have loved to have a nice picture of it. Yeah. And then if you have any extra like special items, I know some people have like a handkerchief that their mom had or a special keepsake family heirloom type things at the wedding. I just helped coordinate since they had it at a winery. They had a Boyden Valley winery wine glass that I gave to the photographer to use for some Super detail cute. shots. Just any cute little things you want to add in. Mm-hmm. So after all of the detail photos, now you need to think about all the photos that you'll be taking with you, your family, your groom, all of that. So first and foremost, we have to discuss a big topic. That's the first look. Deciding whether or not you want to do a first look has a big impact on the flow of your day and your photos. This one I thought about for so long because (laughs) I really, really wanted to have that genuine reaction of me walking down the aisle in front of everyone from my groom. But then at the same time, logistically, the crazy detail logistics person in me knew that having a first look would be so much easier for my day and getting all the photos done ahead of time. It was a very hard decision. So like you mentioned, the logistics of that is if you have a first look, you do that obviously before the ceremony and you go out and have a special moment between you and the groom and you get photos of him seeing you for the first time. And then from there, you're able to do a lot more of the photos before the ceremony because you've seen each other. So you can do family photos of everyone and you can do bridesmaids and groomsmen. And that's why it's so helpful logistically versus if you do it the traditional way, which I did. So my groom did not see me until I walked down the aisle and I loved it because he totally cried and it was the best moment of my life and I wouldn't change a thing, but I totally understand that it makes things complicated. So we were able to do groomsmen only photos and then bridesmaid only photos in my side of the family separately beforehand but we had to save all of our photos together and all of our photos with the combined families and bridal party until after the ceremony. So right after the ceremony, we went and did photos, just the two of us. We came back and did some more family and bridal party photos. And we did not get into our actual reception until like two hours later. And I still think it was worth that moment, but it was something to think about. It gave us less time to see our guests and less time to dance. So just think about that and whether that moment or those logistics are kind of more important to you. Yeah, and if you do go the traditional route, just make sure you do every possible photo you can (laughs) separate Mm -hmm. before the ceremony. Right. Just so that you can eliminate as many photos afterwards as possible because right. like branded I did the same thing where I took every possible photo of me with my family and my bridesmaids and everybody ahead of time and groom did the same thing so that at least afterwards we just did the minimal combined ones so that we could get to our reception as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah I had even my extended family members come in early to get those photos handled beforehand. Yeah, and if you are going to take family photos before the ceremony, make sure you communicate with those family members (laughs) that they need to be there early because sometimes it's confusing. Like, obviously, your parents are probably going to be there early, but any extended family, even grandparents or Mm -hmm. aunts and uncles, if you want them there a little bit early to take those photos, make sure you let them know because it can be a little confusing um, what time they need to be there if you want them for photos. Mm -hmm. So just a little tidbit. 
So as we've been mentioning, you will also have family photos and bridal party photos to do. One important tip on this is to know what photos you want to get. Like, of course, there are the typical photos of all your bridesmaids and photos of you and your parents. But if you have specific pairings and things that you want, I would recommend making a list of those things and giving that to your photographer beforehand. For example, maybe you want to get a photo of you, your mom, and your gram and have all those generations and that's really important. Or maybe you want individual photos with certain people. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this, but make sure it's really helpful if you make a list of every photo you want right. ahead just so that the photographer can kind of see a scope of all the photos you want too. But also then she can send someone to get those people ahead of time so you're not waiting to get people. If you have like a big family shot coming up, mm-hmm. you can get all the people there ahead of time and yes. stop wasting time. And just to make sure you have all the photos that you want because in the moment you were like, yep, I think that's all the photos. And then maybe the next day you're like, shoot, I didn't get a photo with Yep. Bob and, and you're like well the day's over and you can't go back so it's nice to think about all those ahead of time and then you don't miss out on any yep definitely as far as bridesmaids and groomsmen photos I know a lot of people do a lot of different creative things with those so for example in mine I had my bridesmaids hold chalkboards and write how they met me on them for one of our photos yeah, that was super cute oh, yeah I love that so it's something you have to plan for ahead of time I know a lot of people like to do like silly candid ones and some different poses. I think the groomsmen like picked my husband up in one of their photos and whatever you want to do, but it's good to have an idea of those. So then later on, this is something I did, and a lot of photographers like to do this, is do bride and groom's photos later on into the reception at sunset time. It's called the golden hour, and the lighting is the best, and the pictures are really gorgeous. You're also probably less stressed by this time, so it might be a good opportunity to get some really genuine photos. So that's something to note and plan with your photographer if you want that. And then of course there's all those occasions during the reception that you want photographed, like the cake cutting, the first dance, the father-daughter dance, garter toss, bouquet toss, any of those little moments that you have put in all the toasts, those sorts of things. The photographer will capture all those moments. Oh, and then also if you want, this is a totally optional thing, but I've had a few weddings where the bride and groom specifically asked their photographer to go around during the reception and get staged photos of guests. Like if the guests are standing around in groups, have them pose and get a group shot of different combination of guests or get couple photos of the guests that have come together just Mm -hmm. so you have some nice photos of your guests along with the candid ones or even photos of you with the guests right time dependent you're super busy but yeah (laughs) okay so we want to try to give you some advice on the actual being in the photos (laughs) but by no means are we experts on this at all right And we do plan to do some interviews with photographers later in the podcast, so stay tuned to those and they'll have much better advice than us. But a couple things that we have noticed from our weddings, I think first and foremost is to be relaxed and genuine and laugh and show real emotion. The candid and the actual happy photos are so much better than the posed, standing stiffly, stock-looking photos. Yeah. Our photographer had us whisper something funny to each other or something to try to like make us laugh and we couldn't even think of something funny but that 
made us laugh because we couldn't think of something. So just interactions like that, you can like see in our photos and we remember that moment. So that was good. Mm -hmm. And that ties back to finding a photographer with the right personality for you because they will definitely facilitate that. Yep. Also holding your bouquet. Again, your photographer should help you direct these things, but hold it lower than you think it should be. (laughs) It kind of feels awkward, but in photos it looks a lot better and it kind of shows the better part of your dress, the bodice. Mm-hmm. Don't want to cover that part up. Yeah, maybe you have like a pretty necklace or something. So yeah, a lot of brides like hide behind their bouquets. <laughs> and on that note, for the groomsmen, you want to make sure that they do good things with their hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of awkward hand things that go on with have, guys for some reason. Maybe you've noticed this, but they don't always know how to pose. So you're photographer will help with this as well but make sure it looks natural and they've got maybe their hand in their pocket or something also make sure nothing is in their pockets oh yes <laughs> no, no phones no wallets. wallets yeah those will show in the pictures and it's <laughs> sure. just awkward and then a good note is to make sure you kind of refresh yourself your makeup whatever you need to do my example is that I had my ceremony and then we went off to do our couple photos right after and I wish I would have just done a quick swipe a lip gloss right there to get ready for my photos. So just kind of keep the little things in mind. Again, you have one opportunity and you want the best photos you can have. So the last thing we have for you are just a couple money saving tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. So I have a really good example on this. I fell in love with a photographer and loved her style but she was a little bit out of my budget but she actually had associate photographers that worked for her so they would go out and take the photos on the actual day but then she would do the editing so that the photos were still in her beautiful light and airy style that I loved and that was a really good way for me to save money so it's cool if you can look into different options like that. Also as we mentioned a lot of times you just get the online or printing digital rights for your photos and then you can go ahead and just print them somewhere else. So like Walmart or Shutterfly Online or something like that. So go with a package that just gives you simple digital print rights and then print them yourself at a less expensive place. Definitely. And then we talked earlier about the timing and how many hours that your photographer is actually there for. This is the lever that you can pull to adjust the pricing as needed. You know, if you can't afford the photographer you're looking at, maybe you just do less hours with them and decide which moments you need them there for and which moments you don't. And that leads us to our three key ingredients that will make your wedding photography a piece of cake. Number one splurge on your photographer it's worth the investment number two find the photographer that suits you and your style and number three make a list of all the photos you want so that you don't miss anything so we both had really fantastic experiences with our photographers and want to give shout outs to them here we will also tag them in our photos and link to them in the show notes so the photographer i went through is b jones photography She's based in the Seattle area. I also used an associate of hers, and her name was Rosanna Nydia, and I highly recommend both of them. And I worked with Lloyd Photographers, and seriously, husband and wife team, and I cannot speak highly enough of them. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, Share us with your friends. 
You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.